0: When I was seven or so, I caught a snake during a latchkey recess. Now that's not remarkable, except for the fact that I smuggled that snake in my shirt to my locker, placed it in my backpack, and went about my day. When dad picked me up, I asked if he wanted to see something cool, and he said yeah, because he probably thought it was some artwork I made. I have no idea how he maintained control of his work truck as I opened my lunchbox and was promptly justifiably bitten by a very aggravated snake. Maybe it says more about the kind of kid I was that he barely reacted. Between my brother and I, I'm sure he just chalked it up to another interesting Tuesday. Expect the unexpected is a warning you hear often when raising a child. Damn good advice for life in general. Welcome to My Dad, I'm Dad. The podcast for those who have loved and lost, or really anything in between. My name is Doug. I'm going to play a little catch-up here. Maxine has changed leaps and bounds from months 3 to 10. She developed amazing neck control, learned to sit, mastered solid foods, ground beef being right up there at the top, started babbling, started talking, cut teeth, cut out naps unless we try really, really hard, grew a whole bunch and is now a proud member of the mobile community. The little lady is just shy of walking as I speak. And witnessing all of that is about as amazing as anything I've ever seen. I mean, it's right up there with Chief Brody firing the lucky shot into the gaping maw of jaws. And every development has made me smile like a son of a bitch. But what's the opposite of a silver lining? An obsidian outer layer? (laughs) Sounds like a peacoat. Anyway, like any parent, I've become painfully aware that max moving means she is likely to move anywhere and might move anything. It's one hell of a double act. I'm so thrilled when I see her standing that it sometimes takes me a moment to register that what she pulled herself up on is not what she should have pulled herself up on. It's like Tarzan grabbing a snake instead of a vine, you know what I mean? And I've always sworn that I wouldn't be a helicopter parent, but I've kind of become something like a dirigible dad. I want her to explore and grow, so I do my best to let her get into things. But I'm telling you, nothing is faster than a baby-headed pell-mell for delicious danger. First time I set her down, assuming she'd just hang out with me? Dog bowls got flipped. BING! I've taken a little too long to read something while she's crawling, only to find her pulling the heat register from the wall. She finds everything I never knew I'd have to consider. I mean, damn, kid, books can be dangerous? Who know? Now well, I know what you're thinking. Baby-proofing, Doug? Come on, man! and I am admittedly late to the game there, but I'm on It's my duty to keep her safe, but it's also my responsibility to encourage her to grow and explore. I just approach every day now, hoping the delights of discovery outweigh the unfortunate and frankly necessary bumbling bruises. I can't engineer an entirely safe environment for her. I'm serious. I can't. I skipped handyman lessons from Dad. But even if I could... I don't think I would. To be clear, it's awful to hear her cry. Doubly so when she falls, triply so when it's something I could have protected her from. But she's learning all the time. From good and bad, from everything. And more important than my wanting her to know that we get hurt sometimes is knowing that we can always keep moving. Crawl, walk, stand, every inch of momentum is taking us toward or away from something and I won't always be there to protect her or comfort her. But I hope so dearly she begins to understand that carrying lessons with her is like carrying a piece of me with her. I know I carry Dad with me wherever I go. Dad was, is, one of the strongest, totemic, and resolute people I've ever met in my life. Most people who told stories to me about him remarked about how capable of a man he was. How determined or stubborn he could be, all of them related to me with a sense of awe and deep respect. In my youth, I knew him as a Herculean figure that was inexhaustible in his pursuits. And he would often make spur-of-the-moment decisions that changed the entire course of a day, a month, or even years. Many of those decisions led to incredible adventures. Some led to some hard-learned lessons. Here's a good example. On our last trip to Disney as a family, Dad marched through the entry and straight toward the first ride with a short wait. That should have been a red flag right there. The ride was mission space at Epcot. We were all running to catch up to him. The man was six foot four and he moved like a locomotive. He went so fast we couldn't influence the decision that he made about what version of the ride to take. There's a more intense and a less intense option. And Dad wanted more intense. Now, the man was in his fifties at that point, and he had used his body like Michael Bay uses explosions in his movies. It was ill-advised. But Dad was geeked. And I was worried. There were all these signs about motion sickness leading up to the actual ride. Tons of spots to change lines, but no. Dad was on a mission. Committed. And if you've partaken of that experience, you know it's no joke. It's cramped, it's ruthless, and it's going to test your mettle. It's essentially like being placed in a blender on frappe. Dad began the ride with the signature, and then it came on in three waves. The excitement. The understanding that he may have made a mistake. And finally, silence. Departing from the ride, found Dad and my brother making a beeline for the nearest trash can. And Mom and I collected ourselves. If my calculations were correct, when that baby hit 88 miles an hour, we saw some serious shit. It took Dad the better part of the day to fully recover. Understandable, given the successful landing on Mars and all. But a bit of a blow to the ego. For a moment, he was a kid again. Then, Father Time had a word, and he was reminded of his age. We all were. We entered the park that day, expecting to have a leisurely and magical time. And while that did happen eventually... We were also served a cold appetizer of reality. Remarkably, though, Dad did the whole damn park that day. Flash back a decade to a family trip in the Upper Peninsula. And in one trip, our family friend fell asleep by the bonfire and melted the bottoms of his shoes. The same friend got too enthusiastic shouting to us from the shore, fell into a lake, sliced his hand wide open, and had to be taken to the ER 45 minutes away. While there, he pocketed a whole bunch of tongue depressors claiming they were good for tying flies. And, uh, oh yeah, I tried to jump over the inlet channel of a waterfall. I fell in, came a knuckle hair away from death, and later learned that Dad clotheslined himself on a dog leash, jumping a railing in an attempt to save my life. We daughters are no strangers to the unexpected. But I think we have something in our DNA that causes us to up the ante as often as possible. Dad and Mom weathered all these occurrences like seasoned sailors. Miraculously, they mostly did it with smiles on their faces. Best of luck knocking this family down, life. We're already beating you to the punch. But the slow and undeniable dementia onset in Dad was not a surprise that brought smiles. At least, not in the way we were used to. Over time, after the diagnosis... Dad's personality shifted to parts that had always been there, but were largely muted by his more gregarious side. He really leaned into comfy things. Clothes, warm settings, and, uh, most surprisingly, Hallmark movies. It didn't matter how often the local Christmas cookie shop was getting bought up by corporate cookie, only to find the two leads in love. He dutifully watched as the local Christmas inn was visited by the Christmas curmudgeon and so on ad nauseum. It's worth noting that traditionally a visit to my folks' place involved libations, room shaken tunage, euchre, and an insatiable desire to get down with a get down. We really knew how to put on a circus and dad was one hell of a ringleader. And it was incredibly hard to shake the expectation that we were in for a party when we visited home. Felt like letting go of that tradition meant letting go of a monumental piece of dad. But over time, the family came to understand that it was our responsibility to meet Dad where he was on that day. In that way, we were able to offer whatever support made him feel at peace. Afflictions of the mind are extraordinarily difficult to cope with. There's no witty thing to say about them. To any and all who have experienced one in your family, you have my deepest sympathies and my open ears. I know how difficult it can be. One weekend a few years back, my wife and I visited home, and we knew well at that point that things were going to be subdued. Dad liked to lie down a lot at the time, so we spent most of the day hanging out with Ma, walking the dogs, and generally relaxing. We checked in on Dad often, but he was just fine watching a tuna fishing reality show. When the evening hit, we were surprised when Dad called us into the bedroom so we could see this concert that was on TV. Turns out it was a Jason Mirage show on PBS. Now, this man had been a Zeppelin-rockin', AC-DC-poundin', Hendrix-Totin' member of the School of Hard Rock my whole life. But there he was, big old grin, nodding his head along and asked us to check it out in the living room. And We said we'd watch with him if he liked. And we did just that. The three of us. Adults. Snuggled up in bed watching what turned out to be a kick-ass show. Miraz can wail, man. I'm telling you. Surprise is defined as an unexpected or astonishing event, fact, or thing. To watch an entire miraz show with my dad was unexpected. To enjoy the hell out of it, of its own merit, was astonishing. And the fact remains that it became a thing I will cherish for the rest of my life. Surprise can be exceptional, or unthinkable, or a little of both, so I don't think we can be conditioned to truly expect the unexpected. (laughs) Miss Cleo would probably still be in business if that were possible. Maybe we just let the good times roll, adapt when we encounter a crisis, and do our best to remain optimistic. Shit will happen, but we have hands, right? We can clean it up when it does. Got any stories you'd like to share or want to be a guest on this show? Please let me know. Email me at mdidpodcast at gmail.com or contact me on Facebook or Instagram at mdidpod. Thanks as always to Andy Bird for the use of the music in the show. And if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe. More episodes weekly. This week's Wally wisdom sure as hell came as a surprise to me when I first heard it. I'd been dealing with some chronic neck pain for a long time when Dad looked at me and he said, What if this is something you deal with for the rest of your life? How would you move forward from that? And that hit me like a ton of bricks. It took me some time to understand what he meant. Not much for subtlety, was my Dad. But he meant some wounds don't heal. Some losses are permanent. But if you can keep moving, you're bound to find a path that accommodates you. Thanks for listening, folks. I'll see you next time.